Imagine for a moment what it would look like if your business was as successful as you dream about. How would your life be different? What would a typical day look like? What would it feel like to wake up every morning to do something you were passionate about? Right now, your business might be getting by. It might even be thriving sporadically. Maybe you're making money, even if it's not as much as you hope, but you're burnt out, you're tired, and you're not sure what to do to take your business to that coveted next level. Maybe you have powered up your business over the past few months and years and gotten some momentum going, but you don't know how to keep it up, how to grow more, and how to achieve that six-figure salary that you've been dreaming about. Maybe you're even seeing glimpses of what's possible in your business and had a few great months, but you're starting to realize that it's almost impossible to get to $10,000 months consistently on your own. Or perhaps you keep trying to make this business work, but it's starting to feel like a roller coaster full of highs and lows. And maybe you're getting a little bit nauseous and you don't know how to create some consistent income and blow your business out of the water. You know, you became an entrepreneur because you wanted the freedom to run a business you love without sacrificing time with loved ones or working for little to no pay. The good news is you absolutely can achieve the business you've been dreaming about. You can wake up each and every morning feeling alive, excited, and ready to get to work. And you can have a group of like-minded women right by your side in the process. You just need some momentum. Momentum is the driving force that drives your business ahead and keeps it moving forward. So how do you keep this momentum going? I am so glad you asked. Welcome to the Grow Your Business Momentum Mastermind. It is my signature group and individual coaching program for women who know they can create successful businesses, but need help getting the momentum that will catapult them forward. You can have it all. You just need a roadmap to get there. It's time to create some real momentum this year. If you're ready to drive your business forward, this small and elusive group of women is kept strictly as an application process only program. We want to make sure that each woman in the group is a perfect fit so we can all grow and learn together. If you're starting to get traction in your business, but you need to push through a threshold that's holding you back, and if you need to make big shift in your momentum and break through that ceiling, and if you'd like to get more information about this unique opportunity, I invite you to apply for Momentum. Tell me a bit about you and we can see if Momentum is indeed your next power move. In order to apply, go visit SheilaCummins.com slash Momentum and click the Yes, I'm Ready to Apply button and let's schedule a call to make sure that Momentum is your next best move. Welcome to the Road to 7 podcast, guiding and supporting entrepreneurs along their road to seven figures and beyond. Here's your host, Sheila Cummins. Welcome back to The Road to 7. I am your host, Sheila Cummins, and today we are talking with a powerhouse woman, Tamika Awai. After a layoff, a baby, and an epiphany nearly a decade ago, Tamika Awai left the corporate world and hasn't looked back. Even after a failed first business left her young family with a year's salary worth of debt. 
Instead, Tamika dove headfirst into mastering the game of content marketing and shifting her inner game to create a thriving business while helping others to do the same thing. Tamika is the CEO of Arisha Creative, a full-service content marketing agency serving seven-figure business owners in the personal growth and wellness industries. She has appeared on local and national television in Canada. Today, Tamika and I are going to be talking about that shift from solopreneur to building an agency, and not just an agency, but a self-managing agency with a powerhouse woman at the lead of it who gets to play in her zone of genius and do what she does best, content strategy. This woman is on the cutting edge of content marketing and creating strategy for coaches, consultants, trainers, authors, pretty much anybody who can help you get better at doing something. Today, before we go any further, I just want to give a quick shout out to Lydia DeFrancesco, who left a beautiful five-star review on iTunes. And she says, great interviews. I love how Sheila brings together great people and shares strategies and advice we all can use to improve our businesses. Lydia, thank you. I love interviewing amazing women who are doing amazing things. And I love that you also took the time to give us not only a great rating, but also to leave a comment which is going to help us reach more people. And so if you have something really nice to say about the podcast, gosh, it would mean the world if you could go and give us a rating and leave us a comment and tell us what it is about this podcast that you really like or that is impacting you or maybe that you would like to learn about or have us talk more about. Thanks for taking the time, Lydia. Please help me welcome Tamika to the show today. Tamika, it is such a pleasure to sit and chat with you today. Thank you for making the time for us today. I know that the listeners and I all need to have a little bit more of you and Arisha Creative into our life. And tell us a little bit about how you got into this journey. How did you get into this business? Yeah, you know what? Um, the journey to the agency is a really, um, it, it always feels like a, a kismet, a, a sort of a, a destiny sort of piece. Um, I got into it because I was in a place in my business where I had tried a couple of things. I had taken my corporate marketing background, started a business that was um, focused in one de- demographic, it was a fashion event marketing business. And I started to learn after, you know, not too, not too long that that audience just, they didn't have, um, the budget that would allow me to be able to really do my best for them. Um, and also, you know, have a sustainable income for me. And so I discovered, um, became inspired to create Arisha when I was on a bit of a break from my business. And I'll tell you what I mean by the break. I was kind of like, I'm I'm tired of thinking about this thinking so hard. I'm just going to take on a freelance, you know, opportunity, take on some sort of a contract, act as a freelancer, if you will, and and give myself some base to sort of figure out what my next thing is going to be before I start actively promoting anything. And so I put that out to the universe. And what came back was an opportunity to create content for a seven-figure coach who is 12th coach, business coach that, you know, that straddles those sort of lines. But what was really great for me about that was, you know, she was had a really successful business, had been around for quite a while um, to the tune of seven figures. And I actually got to see in behind her business um, where some of the gaps were insofar as her team and, and more specifically in her um, marketing department, if you will. And the real answer was that there was no marketing department. 
She had me as, yeah, you know, she had me as the content creator. She had a business manager, a project manager, graphic designers, you know, all of these sort of elements of a team, but not really a marketing department. And the real challenge that would show up quite frequently is that you try to talk about creative ideas and about offering, you know, making new offerings and, and new ways that she might want to market herself with her business manager. And it would almost be like the wind would be out of her sails. You know, they'd be kind of, you know, blown right over, out of her sails from time to time because the business manager was doing what she was hired to do, which is to really focus on bottom line, you know, business objectives, um, and a little bit of operations as well. And then when she would have these conversations with me, where we really talking about content creation, but we would get into my real superpower, which is content strategy. You know, I'd bring that to the table and she would leave our calls all revved up about the vision of who we could be speaking to and how we could be, um, sharing her offers and just all this new creative juice would kind of flow, flow in after our calls. And so I could see really clearly, you know, you need business, you need a business manager, or you may need a business manager. Um, looking at operations and looking at um, you know certain aspects, um, but at that level, it was very supportive. Or, or what was missing for her was having a marketing director, really, that could be in that place of creative vision with her, but then also relay the creative concepts and the direction and the strategy out to the rest of the team, so that they could make things happen and get things done. Um, so it was no longer serving that client to have business strategy be in one place and marketing strategy be. Um, kind of non-existent. She really needed the both and solution. And it was from that place that I started to, um, to see that it was the common thing for coaches at that level um, and inform the agency from there. You know, there's listeners from all uh, what I call the road to seven there at, at all different places along their road to seven. There's some who are starting, some who are seasoned. And one of the common elements I would argue is that whole idea of having a marketing team is one that often gets pushed to the side because of the investment and the cost. And yet it is usually the number one barrier to a business's growth is the lack of consistent, powerful marketing. I totally get it as well. And I will actually say to folks who are like, they're not in the place that they can hire the department. They can't hire the agency. And what I really encourage them to think about is what is it specifically that you need right now to get the thing done? I see um, people hire marketing team members and that's a great start, but they're hiring the wrong team member at the wrong time. So they're like, okay, well, I need social content or email or whatever. I'm going to hire a copywriter. If you don't have a great strategy, messaging strategy, positioning strategy to communicate to your copywriter, what you're going to get back is not going to be great. If you're not really clear about your brand and, and how you're different, all these other pieces that you would need to give creative direction wise to your copywriter, what you're going to get back is not great. So it's really understanding like, am I in a place that what I need is a really clear marketing strategy so that I can then play project manager and, and creative director and hand it off to the other contractors that I'm going to hire? Or do I have the strategy please handled? And now I can get into the place of communicating to marketing team members what I need. But there's a a lot of, I need social media. And so we hire a social media manager and that person goes off and starts doing things, but they're not a strategist necessarily. Um, who is going to ensure that what they're putting out there is actually lining up with your business goals, with your, who you want to reach, you know, what you're offering and, and all of, all of those aspects. Right. So I think if you're at, like, as you're on your journey, you always want to be checking in when you say, I need some support, I need some help really checking in and, um, 
trying to tune into what it is that you actually need by way of marketing marketing support and when. Sometimes you need a course. Sometimes you need a, a doer, someone to do something. Sometimes you need a strategist advisor. Sometimes you know what to do and you need a coach who's going to walk you through the mindset pieces that you need to actually just get into action and do it yourself, right? Sure. And, yeah. and I think you're right. I mean, I, I see so many people who are like, oh, I have an Instagram account. I need to post three times a week and it's going to be color coordinated. I'm going to have some quotes and some this and some that, but it doesn't do anything for them. There's, there's no return. There's no, oh, I got so-and-so clients out of this. There's no strategy behind it. So I love that you started with that one client and you noticed there was a gap and you had had to create space in your life to be able to step in and support her and start really noticing and realizing what she needed. Or Orisha Creative has blown up since then. Tell me a little bit about that growth plan or how it happened? How did you go from having that one client to having, you know, this massive agency, which is essentially self-managing where you swoop in and do the strategy, which is your genius? How did that whole element snowball? Yeah, you know, it was it was really interesting because you're right, I did have to devote a lot of time, energy, and attention. And I'll tell you, I was a contractor, kind of a freelancer, so I was almost like, you know, it was a bit of a salary, right? Which was a meaning, which was meaning that I was not stepping in saying, Hey, here's the package, let's go. It was more like this is what we're paying you and and take it or leave it, right? It's a much different, much different place. So um I started to realize it, it was two things that got me to the place of growing the agency. Step number one was that, you know, as much as I loved working with this client and seeing all these pieces, you know, the gaps and, and stepping in in some cases and actually filling them for her. And I could also see, you know, where I was going to become burnt out and maybe even a little bit resentful because I wasn't receiving what I know my work is worth. Um, and so I really started to think about like, is working in this way? It's certainly very easy to show up to. And I love the work, you know, loved, um, you know, what she was teaching and being immersed in that. Um, but I had to look at myself and I had to say, is the, the model of the way that I'm working right now really serving me? Um, or do I, is it time for something else? So that was kind of one thing that was happening. And then the other thing that was happening was that her colleagues were kind of seeing what was going on and, and sort of asking. So the, the real answer, you know, is kind of both things happened at the same time. I identified that I needed to work a little bit differently. Um, and I, and I could see very quickly what my capacity would be given how much I was giving in terms of time, energy, attention to this other client. Um, I identified that and then happened to have the great fortune that other people, you know, around us were seeing that we were working together and reaching out and saying, Hey, do you do this for other people? So there's again, a bit of it that it just sort of, you know, we'll say happened. I believe that it happened because I got really clear that I needed to work a little bit differently and that I wanted to have a business built differently. And for me, that was sort of the, the, the space that the invitation came, but there was a huge learning curve for me, um, you know, going from kind of being a one-to-one, you know, and supporting one client and then being ready to bring in additional. And I started, you know, I really started kind of one, one client at a time. When I got clear that I wanted to start bringing in new clients and these, you know, initial referrals were coming up, I very quickly hired a coach. I'm a big fan of coaching and receiving, you know, consulting and coaching when you need it. And I hired the coach to help me get really clear on how I would, like, how I would package up what I love to do and marry it with what they really needed and price it and, you know, all those bits. So I did some of that. And, um, you know, very quickly I went from having 
one client to having, you know, the agency had three, you know, and once I had those two additional clients, I was able to go back to sort of my starter client and say, Hey, this is the way that I need to be working now. Um, and it was, it was a big, like that for me felt like a power move to use your language because I was, I was a little bit, you know, I was all in the place of what's she going to think? Is she not going to want to work with me anymore? I know that what I am needing to charge now is much different than the budget she had outlined, you know, so I had to make that, that power move and, and say, Hey, this is the way that I'm working now. You know, this is what it looks like. And I had to, not only did I have to do that, I had to hire some support um, really early on and trust that it was going to be okay. Not really having a model. Like I will say, you know, in full transparency, it was very fly by the seat of your pants to get started. Um, but I was kind of like, I know I want to do strategy. I know I want some done for you deliverables. So I'm going to hire a great project manager who gets what I do and, and some copywriters and we'll, you know, we'll get started there and, and kind of anything else. I would just think I was really willing to get started with what I knew and, and trust that between the coaching that I was investing in my own sort of understanding of what, what was needed. I mean, I, I come from a marketing background. I ran marketing departments corporately. So it's not, I, I should, we should preface it by saying, you know, it's like, this wasn't random. Yeah, it wasn't random. So I, I, you know, I brought my corporate experience to the table um, as well. I'm thinking about who the key players were, but there was a big, um, leap of trust for me because I had been, you know, a solopreneur, even in the first iterations of my business, I might hire interns here and there, but I, you know, I had always built a business that was very, um, solopreneur in terms of mindset, as opposed to this is an entity I'm growing with a team. It's always going to have a team and be willing to believe that I will find someone who's great. And if I, if they're not great, I will be able to make adjustments, uh, you know, along the way. Yes. I love that. So who yeah. was your first hire? Was it a project manager? No, it was not. It was a um, a business manager was what was I hired. Bus- someone to manage the back yeah, end. Yeah, someone to manage the back end and to help me find the other players. So I hired the business manager first, and then she helped to hire um, a client care person and a project manager and some copywriters. The, the one thing I want to pick up on, like that's such a beautiful flow. It makes so much sense and it's so logical. What I heard you say, and what I think is important to note is I hired before I was ready. And I think there's so many listeners and so many of you out there that are sitting and waiting for all the pieces of the puzzle to come together with this amount of revenue coming in the door and this structure in place and, you know, this amount of safety. And there is a point where we have to make a calculated risk and calculated risk. Tell me about how you, how you were able to take that risk. How did you make it safe to step through and make that first hire of the business manager? I was always just very transparent with anybody that I hired um, that, you know, I'm going to, um, I'm going to hire you for the amount of hours that I um, know I can get started with. I hope to give you more hours, but I was very conservative out the gate. And I, and I would ask them, you know, even, even if they'd come to me and say, Hey, listen, you know, my base package is for, you know, 30 hours or something like that a month. I would say, listen, what I feel and know that 100% I can deliver. And this is based on booked business. So there was a certain aspect of having the business and then doing the hiring, but there were certainly, I, I was definitely hiring more bodies than business was, you know, was present to support. (laughs) But I think that that's important because here's the piece that I'm hearing that I think we want to really highlight is I went into the sales conversation pitching something larger than I could deliver, knowing that the minute they said yes, I could pull in 
the right players. That is yeah. how you made it a calculated risk. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, that for me was just that, you know, I knew that I had done it once. I'm like, yeah. I've gotten one client, you know, yeah. even if it wasn't the exact same business model, but I did get one client and there was yeah. potential, you know, for two other clients because I had these great referrals and I was just, you know, I'm going to make it happen. Um, yeah. And I'm going to, you know, bet on myself. Um, and I'm also going to, you know, I don't, I, I believe that um, when you take action um, with the intention that it is going to work out, that it does work out yeah. in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I was kind of just like, well, what's, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I have some people angry with me because right. they, uh, cause I can't afford to pay them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, you know, the good news right. would be that they, the upside would be that they hadn't done any work yet. Right. So, you know what I mean? I had, you yeah. know, intense, intent to move forward with them and I had sales calls on calendar and the, the mindset was that if I do X and Y, you know, they'll come together and make Z. So you mentioned getting coaching and getting, cons- and having consultants come in when needed. How do you know who to go to? Yeah. How do you choose your support? I start by really getting clear on what it is that I need to move forward. You know, do I need mindset help? Do I need um, tactical strategy? Do I need referrals and a network? Do I need all of those things? And that's always been the way for me to determine like, is it a coach that I need? Is it a strategist I need? Is it a mastermind or a group that I need? Right. But I start with the, rather than kind of looking at all the things that are out there, the giant buffet, cause there's, you know, always lots to choose from. I start with for myself, like what is the gap? So I want to get, you know, this is the outcome. And then I, I start listing out like, what are the steps to get me to the outcome that I know and that I don't know and, and what's going to make me move forward. And I'm always really, really willing to invest in um, like true coaching and, you know, mindset and that sort of piece. Cause I know I'm really capable. I know I can get things done and I know sometimes, you know, I can get in my own way. So, you know, I, I, I will often start with the coaching piece, but if I feel like, you know, I feel confident and I'm just looking for a, another perspective, then I'll maybe, you know, focus more on, on kind of the strategist piece. And sometimes I'm really fortunate and there is an opportunity where it's got all of those pieces baked in. And I, I find those really, really powerful for me as well. Well, I think that that strategy piece also is a key part of your of your business. And, you know, one of the things that you say is, you know, strategy is sexy, whereas some people are a little hesitant to pay, to, to pay for strategy because they don't, it's, it's not the finished product that they're going to get. They still have to take action on it. So tell me about that strategy piece. How do you help clients see the importance or how has strategy helped you get to where you are? Yeah, I think I'm fortunate in the sense that I understand that if I don't give the clear plan to the people who are implementing, what I get back is not going to be what I want. Personally, because of my background, I've always been willing to invest in strategy because I understand that it is the blueprint, it is the grandmaster plan that I need to present to people to get things done if I want to get things done. Working with clients, I'm able to sort of help them see the same thing quite often because they've come to me having a result that hasn't worked out. Get the client who says, well, I was working with a social media manager or agency or whatever it is for a year or six months, whatever the time frame is, and it didn't work out. So what I'd invite somebody else to think about, even if they haven't had a, you know, any big, you know, big investment in getting anything kind of done for them. Just think about if you were building, you know, an addition to your house or something like that. And you just, 
hired a couple of very talented um, craftsmen and, and, you know, a bulldozer and all these things. You're like, okay, go to it. <laughs> you're going to have a big hole in the ground. <laughs> go to it. What are you going to get? <laughs> what are you, what are you going to get? So I do use that analogy quite often. I'm like, what are you going to get if you just bring in the players to do the thing and they don't have the blueprint to look at? And then the, the kickback sometimes is, well, I, I kind of know what I want. I, you know, I know what it, you know, I know what it's going to look like. And that's usually the place I can look at the overall strategy and say, okay, have you considered, have you considered, have you considered? And, and so when I'm speaking with a client, a new potential client or in a sales call, I'll really talk to them about the strategy they have in mind. And then um, from there, I can, I can usually share with them some kind of open the conversation around areas that they hadn't considered and share some of what's worked for our clients in terms of strategy. And then they are able to quickly see, they don't quite know any, everything or I'm able to see, you know, why I, they can see why that a particular strategy might need to be. Usually what it comes down to, Sheila, is like the strategy needs to be more customized than they, you know, than they um, already have it. They're like, I'm going to follow, you know, product launch formula or whatever the thing is. Um, but they haven't considered the nuances for their, just in conversation, we're able to um, get a little bit clearer about what refinements might need to be made. And then, then it's, it's an easier um, sale from there. Tell me what the biggest lesson is you've learned over the years in business. Cause I know you've had a couple different iterations of you. The biggest lesson is, is really around pricing. And it's interesting because I learned, I was taught, there's a difference between being taught something and actually learning it. Right. So I had a mentor that I hired, like right when I got in, you know, got into business and she had said something like price is set by you values determined by your client or by your audience. You know, I, kind of thought I understood it, you know, and what I've come today to really understand is that you really can truly price at any level that you want high or low. And your job then, if you're really, you know, clear about the price that you want to be at is to decide to work with people who see that price as they see the value in in the, the pricing structure, you know, that you've laid out, right? So meaning, you know, working with an agency is not inexpensive and, I choose to work with clients who, you know, see the agency, you know, the, the outcome that we're able to offer them as, as highly valuable. So that means that I definitely narrow, you know, the field of who might be a perfect fit to work with the agency. And I have an opportunity, you know, to support other people at other levels with other things, but agency work is for a specific type of client. Other things will be for other things. And that's Okay. So rather than going from the mindset of, well, I want to price so that I'm accessible to a wider part of the market. I've really, you know, gone with value-based pricing that really, you know, narrows down my niche. And it's been very successful because, um, when you start to become known, you know, within a certain, you know, niche or very specific niche referrals come very quickly. You know, we are at this point, you know, the date of recording, we are the content marketing agency that doesn't do a ton of content marketing yet because our like referrals come so quickly because there is nobody else um, that our clients know that they can share and recommend who does what we do. So the opportunity that comes in allowing yourself to, to trust that the pricing that feels great to you will be received by an audience that, that sees it as valuable when you, when you frame it in that way versus kind of looking at the, I don't want to price too high because, um, you know, framework that that's one. And I will share one other one. The other one is really around, um, the value of team. 
you know, I, w- I was very hesitant to build a business that was centered on team. I was very good at being chief cook and bottle washer and having, I'm not, this isn't that, you know, as soon as you get started, you need to hire like crazy, but I was very resistant to receiving that kind of support. And it was very interesting to me because I would hire coaches and invest in programs, but actual support to grow the business I, I resisted for quite a while and it, it is 100% because I was willing to be supported that I could actually focus on building the business yeah. that, I, that I actually want versus um, sort of like having business happen to you. I love that. And I think two of the words that we've thrown around before in some of our conversations just outside of this has been a word of trust, Mm -hmm. trusting other people to support you. But the other word that I want to bring in is a power word that will be my word in 2020. And I know you've had it as your power word is that word of surrender. Yeah. Can you tell me how you applied surrender? Is that what you're talking about within your business? Yeah, it, it really is. My, my two words when I started growing the agency were um, surrender and sustainability. It was surrender first and then sustainability was, was the second one. And it was the decision to move forward like in full trust that if I take action, it will figure itself out. You cannot create anything from a place of trying to worry and micromanage every single decision that you make. You kind of just have to make the decision, put a foot in front of each other and trust, you know, surrender to the outcome and trust that your ability to figure out what to do to course correct is the thing, right? Like you just have to surrender to the fact that you will make some mistakes and you will be able to course correct. You will always be able to course correct. Just step through the fear, shift into action, surrender. You got it. Yeah. You'll be able to figure it out along the way. Uh, I know that the listeners are going to want to get in touch with you. Tell me how we can connect with you, with Orisha Creative. Yeah, absolutely. So you can visit us at orishacreative.com. Um, if you are thinking, you know what, you might be in a space of wanting to be supported. The thing that we love to do is to create a really nurtured and engaged audience on social media and email that makes, um, you know, the enrollment of programs, filling programs, uh, very, very easy and effortless. So you can head over to that website and there'll be a spot for a discovery call. And then if you are in a place of still creating content for yourself or wanting to know a little bit more about a strategy that converts, you can go to nurturematrix.com. And that website will take you to a really great training that I created that shares sort of the, the, the real strategy around content that converts and what you need to have to nurture people to be in a place of actually, um, you know, taking action and wanting to buy with you. And so that's really great for folks in the coaching industry, but there is a lot to be uh, received from it if you're in any sort of service-based business that wants to, um, wants to use content to grow your business. NurtureMatrix.com. We'll put all of those links down in the show notes so that you can access them easily. Tamika, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for, you know, lifting the veil a bit on how you've managed to build this fantastic agency, which I know has massive impact around the world. Uh, Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Sheila. It was my absolute pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Road to 7 podcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes so you don't miss an episode. To learn more, visit SheilaCummins.com for more support along your road to seven figures and beyond in your business. See you next time.